Boogie Lorena to relish the flies. Let's get it. Fat Joe, DJ Khaled, and Amorphous. Is that Amorphous? Is that uh I don't even know. I've never heard of Amorphous. Never heard of Amorphous. I wonder if it's Rihanna, like under a different name, like trying to mess with her fans. But what an awesome song this is, eh? I'm loving the vibe of this. No, Amorphous is like a like a DJ. I don't know. Anyway, I'm glad to hear Fat Joe again. That's got to be uh, Rihanna. It it, I be. mean, it has to be her. It has to be a sample. Oh, I don't think it's Rihanna, guys. It you doesn't don't? sound like Rihanna. It's close, but it's, it doesn't sound exactly the same as her. She sounds deeper. Crack man and a man of the game. What was that Fat Joe song that was so like real with J Lo? Oh yeah. <laughs> and what's love? Yeah. Does it not sound like that? Might be a guy. Really? Could be. Could be. Sounds like Riri. Because it is a sample of a DJ who went viral with the Rihanna and Luther Vandross mashup. So oh, it is Rihanna. it is a there Rihanna sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there it is. Okay. That makes sense now. So she's kind of featured on this song. I love that we're <laughs> getting to the bottom of it right now in the podcast. <laughs> Should we start over and pretend, pretend we knew all that? Oh, hell no. <laughs> that's behind the scenes right oh, there. Oh, you know that is? That's a DJ who uh, became famous for mixing down a Rihanna song, and that's why the Rihanna sample's in this. That's fucked up, though, that that song just ended. That's how quick that new song was. Like, unless well, we took a long time to no, research it. No, uh, it's two minutes and 29 seconds, all, but Bundes the- told us about yes. that uh, not long ago in a podcast, right? Because it feels wrong that it just ended like yes. that abruptly, yeah. so then you put it on again. That's the whole point of streaming, like, is yeah, to rack so up it's like, streams. oh, well, better listen to that song again. <laughs> there we go. Here's another spin. It's 2021. Keep them short. bring the light in. We're going to bring the light in, you know? Yeah. DJ Khaled, I see you. That might be the first time somebody said DJ Khaled's name before he said it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, well, I didn't hear it another another one. I know. No, no, yeah. Maybe DJ Khaled like uh, was going through. Um, I don't know. He lost his voice or something when they made this. <laughs> Maybe. Although they could easily just take all the clips from every other song he's been on. That another one. Another we one. the best music. Okay. Uh, it's the Take Two podcast. It's Tucker and Mora with Professor Bundes, our producer. And what have you selected for the Take Two? Well, uh, Mora dropped a little tidbit of information on us. Uh, there was a study that looked at the dirtiest money from different countries in oh, the world. Yeah. And which country had the dirtiest money? Mm-hmm. Shocking mm-hmm. results. Shocking. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Results. Yeah, Canada. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh boy! Don't <laughs> don't go to the strip club, and you know how you put the bills in your mouth. And do you ever do that? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I've never done it. But Is that a thing? Yeah, you put the bill in your you mouth? You lie on your back with the bill in your mouth, and then you wait and see how they're going to collect from you. <laughs> it could be with their hands. It could be with their boobs. It could be with their butt. Yeah, don't do that. Could move. be. I don't know. Do they ever do vagina yeah. pickups? Only yeah. the talented ones. Only the, yeah. yeah. You've got to be good looking like Bundes for them to do that. <laughs> I don't want that. No thanks. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'll uh, tell you, it's a good time to be broke and have no cash money. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we got into an interesting conversation about breakups and like, what was that thing that you bought after a breakup? Oh, yeah. Comes? Oh, my God. Yeah. I just bought a motorcycle. I mean, I, I think I that conversation that. first came up on the podcast. Yeah. 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 So, so we like dove in deeper. Yeah, on the radio, then, got a bunch of calls for it. Yeah, people buying lots of stuff to make themselves feel better. <laughs> you weren't the only one who uh, bought <laughs> a vehicle. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you got one other you can and talk then, about? Uh, we had another little fun conversation about those things that you do to annoy your partner. Like oh, those yeah. funny little things that you know pisses off your significant other, but you keep it's, doing it anyway. It's, your bit. Eyes it's gonna... so funny because uh, we thought we'd get like a balance of calls from both sexes, but mm-hmm. it seemed like when women were calling, they were calling to tell us about the thing their guy in their life does that drives yeah. them. It seems like it's do- predominantly like a male thing to do. Yeah, it's yeah. Fun. pick away. Yeah, it's fun. At the thing that drives you crazy. Got to have a bit. You got to have a bit, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well there's that and so much more in the Take 2 podcast. Thanks for checking it out. Crack man in a man of the game. Silk shirts and a couple of chains that go deeper and deeper. Talking about Bundes there in the song. Silk shirts. The chemise to me. Bring it out. It's April now. It is Tucker and Mora. What did you buy to make yourself feel better after a breakup? Bundis has gone big. Like there's been several times where I've broken up with somebody and then immediately gone on a trip, you know, like flown down to California, LA or something like that and try to party out the the woes. You treat your life like it's a movie. That's what people (laughs) in movies do. They're like, let's take a trip to LA and party. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, if you treat your life like a movie, sometimes the movie ends up happening in real life. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Before yeah. Before you know it, you're naked in the back that's, of a car with your hands tied. You're like, how did this happen? <laughs> this is kind of movie. just like a movie. And then someone's no. opening the trunk and then you run out and you're in a gas station somewhere. And I guess that'd be Vegas, but anyway. Uh, but I think probably the most epic purchase that I made uh, after a breakup was I went out and I bought myself a Harley Davidson motorcycle. Whoa! Yeah! <laughs> That'll teach them to break up with you. Oh. Look at how cool you are now. You look so cool on the back of that bike. <laughs> exactly. Did you have like the full uh, motorcycle helmet or did you have just like the cap? I don't just, know what they're just called. Just like the black beanie cap. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. You got to make sure when you go by that she can tell it's you. <laughs> Otherwise, what's <laughs> yeah, the point? What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Did you so, ever find yourself driving by your ex's place and, you know, revving it up a little bit? Uh, I never went by her place, but I did like find out through some digging on social media where she might be mm-hmm. and did a little 
Drive by. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you got to, right? Jeff just sent us a text. He says he bought a motorcycle too after a breakup. It works, man. Maybe this is a thing. As long as you don't get yourself killed on it, like it totally works. You get that, that, yeah. You feel really cool. You feel confident in yourself Mm -hmm. and you're having a lot of fun doing it. And it's a great conversation starter. I mean, like, yeah, like, how did you break your ankle again for a second time? Oh, my motorcycle fell over uh, when Mm -hmm. I wiped out on the road after somebody cut me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went Superman over the bike, and then the bike came tumbling down onto my foot and broke my foot. Yeah, great conversation starter. Oh, why can't you move anymore? (laughs) I bought a motorcycle. (laughs) Alec, what is it uh, that you bought to get over a breakup? I bought myself two snowmobiles. <laughs> Two. Not one. You only needed one, though. You already broke up. <laughs> well, the the first one I bought didn't work right, so I bought another one the next day. Did it make you feel better? Well, I can't say it made me feel better, but when I was on the snowmobile and I was jumping the snowmobile, the time that like you leave the jump until you hit the ground. You kind of forget about the girl. <laughs> You're just flying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. It didn't right. make you feel better, but it definitely didn't make you feel worse. <laughs> 100%. Alec, thanks a lot for being on the show. Yeah, no problem. You guys have a good day. It's Tucker Amora. We're talking about that thing you bought to make yourself feel better after a breakup. Serena wanted to weigh in on this one. What's that thing you bought, Serena? Uh, I bought a house that I was saving for with my boyfriend, and I broke up with him and bought the house anyways. Yeah, you did. Oh, boss! Boss move! <laughs> Please yeah. tell me you put, like, an 85-inch TV up, too. <laughs> with, like, that, the most epic gaming center possible. <laughs> no, um, I did get a big... TV though, but it's not for gaming. I'm not a gamer. I think it's amazing you did that. Did you have trouble getting financing because all of a sudden it was just one person instead of two? No, he didn't have any money saved, so it was all my money anyway. Ah, yeah! I love it! I worked four jobs and I was just like, yeah, this isn't going anywhere. We were together for seven years, so bye. Good for you. Are you still in that house? Uh, No, I met my husband a year later and we moved back to like where we were met and uh, bought a house there. Aww. So two times as big, twice as much space. There you go. Yeah, even better house. Got your foot in the First door house. there. That was great. <laughs> Hope the TV got bigger in that second house too. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 65 inch now. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye. Kevin sent us a message. He says, I bought 30 pairs of underwear. 30? Plus seven new pairs of shoes. Brittany went on a six-week trip to China, where she taught English, and then went to Shanghai, did the Disney trip and everything. Uh, And then Riley didn't make any large money purchases, only bought some lotion and some tissues. Yeah! (laughs) Wholesale. (laughs) He went wholesale on that one. Yeah, great. Thanks. (laughs) Hey. Hey. Thought I'd include that one. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> guys. Uh, Don't pre- act like you're not above it. Laugh, laugh. The bar just dropped significantly we, we on this conversation. With Harley Davidson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're down to like a trip to the pharmacy <laughs> just to stock up on some bedside materials. Yes, thank you for uh, that, Riley, for your honesty. We appreciate that. I bought new AA batteries. <laughs>
rechargeable so they can be used over and over again. Damien said he went to the LCBO. I mean, there's yeah. different scales here of how you deal with for the breakup. For sure, right? for sure. It's Tucker Amora. We're talking about that thing you bought to make yourself feel better after a breakup. Chantal, after a breakup, what did you buy? I redid my whole living room. Full room makeover. (laughs) Yes, from flooring to curtains, furniture, everything. Oh, my God. So that was like thousands of dollars? Yeah, about (laughs) $3,500. Yeah. 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 It's hilarious. I even have six in a vase, which was an ongoing joke. And I look at them and I joke and I laugh and I say, you know what? I still got my sticks in a vase. Sticks in a vase. like, why do you put them in a vase? They don't eat water. <laughs> They're sticks. <laughs> I got sticks in a vase in my conference. Yeah. Look at that. We have sticks in a vase in our house. Wait, you do? Yeah. You a little area on my staircase going down to the basement. There's a big vase and there's some sticks in there. And then in the, for half a year we have some fake flowers that go in along with the sticks and then in the winter when it does it seems out of season we take the flowers out and just leave the sticks <laughs> I, gotta, wow. I gotta get in on this hey thanks for being on the show no problem thanks guys have a great day i have never heard of sticks in a vase Maura, if you type into google sticks in first thing that comes up sticks in a vase <laughs> sticks in a vase i can't believe you've never heard of that no it's it's uh, you don't have to put water in there i mean the sticks are dead right yeah that's right uh what's going on aaron i i also have sticks in a vase oh you got sticks in a vase <laughs> oh here we go but yeah, I have a really tall vase that you're not going to plant anything in, so I might as well just put some sticks in it. Yeah. <laughs> plant anything in it. It's like having a little piece of nature that requires zero effort. I mean, they look nice. Cindy just texted us. She says she's got sticks in a vase, too. Oh, it's a thing. It's a thing. Two vases, a large floor model one, and then a regular size one on top of the fireplace mantle. Ah, that's <laughs> we call those mini sticks in a vase. <laughs> Aaron, great to have you on the team, my friend. Oh, it's always a pleasure, guys. If you were able to put any currency from anywhere in the globe under the microscope, whose currency would be? The dirtiest? Oh, boy. Hmm? Well, what currency would be the dirtiest? The filthiest currency. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to say, in my experience, Mm -hmm. the United States, American money stinks. Like it has a smell to it? Yeah, it kind of has a smell to it that's not as pleasant, especially as the new Canadian currency that's all the plastic. Yeah, that's what you'd think, but it's ours! It's the Canadian currency! It's disgusting! Canada's number one? Number one of the dirtiest, filthiest currency in the world. 95% of all banknotes are covered in bacteria. Oh, no. And Canadian money is the filthiest of all of them. Okay? Microbiologists found 209 microbe colonies on Canadian banknotes. In comparison, you bring up the States... They came in 11th on this list. They had five microbe colonies. Okay, we had 209 and they had five. France has the cleanest currency with no bacteria found on it at all, which is crazy. So among the stuff they found growing on our money, 
is the type of bacteria that causes food poisoning, septis. In rare cases, they found anthrax. What? Baker's yeast, which can lead to pneumonia and urinary tract infections. You got... Any cocaine? (laughs) Anything fun on there? Anything good? You know, you'd think, but uh, they didn't bring up cocaine. They just brought up all the stuff that'll give you nice fungal infections. Uh, Brazil came in at number two for most dirty money. Hong Kong dollar was number three. But yeah, Canada, number one. Any way we can clean this money? I, I think cocaine would clean the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I well, don't know. All right. There you go, yeah, everyone. Yeah, snort it up into your nose. <laughs> You're snorting up like crazy stuff into your nose. Something God. to think about. Just another reason why you want to tap your way through transactions and not handle cash. Mm-hmm. Was there anything in the study that said why? Is it like, is it because of the type or the... Like the fabric the, or... Yeah, like yeah. the polymer kind of uh, latex or whatever it is I, on the money in Canada they, that makes it more... They didn't get into the why. because we're dirty people. Just don't wash our dirty. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's a really good point. Like, why is it that our money is covered in this stuff? More strip clubs? I don't know. What would be like? What? I'm trying to think of something that differentiates us from other countries. Strip clubs? I don't strip know. Strip clubs? I don't I'm think just, it's the strip look, clubs. We got a lot of them. You guys bring up strip clubs and cocaine in this money story. It's the only time you need cash these days. Yeah, pretty much. It's the only time you need a physical bill. Is there something more going on with this ship stuck in the canal? This story is creeping me out is something going on from beyond the grave officials just so you know have been planning to move 22 mummies okay including king ramses ii and queen nefertiri to a new museum next week Mm -hmm. so a lot of people are like, is the Pharaoh's curse coming true? Do you know what the Pharaoh's curse is? No. Bundus? I know what the Pharaoh's curse is, but I don't know what its relation to is this. Like the Pharaoh's curse is, um, I I think it was like the early 1920s, they excavated uh, Tutankhamun's tomb. Mm -hmm. And then like a bunch of... Uh, like people around the excavation like started to die. Yes. And I think science says like it's oh back different bacteria from yes. opening up the tomb. But some people believe there's something beyond the grave that's kinda going on there. But I like are you saying that someone related to this the ship? Hundred percent. Oh, okay. Stop <laughs> trying to explain the curse to the commoners. The curse is that death will come on quick wings for those who disturb the king's peace. Death Death will will come come if you disturb my peace. So, though they're disturbing your peace, they're moving 22. I'm awake now. Why have you woken me? We want to move you to a new museum. Forget it. (laughs) Please, leave me be. Unless you can bring me something. What do you want? Two cheesy gordita crunches from Taco Bell, please. I've seen the tourists eating them from time to time, and they look quite tasty. And if they're all out of cheesy gordita crunches... I'll take, I'll take a steak, steak chalupa, chalupa supreme, supreme, please. Uh, 
You're just putting a takeout order through me. Or you shall die. <laughs> and if you could leave the chicken quesadillas at the bottom of the pyramid and walk away, don't look. I will get them when the time is right. And then maybe you shall live. Okay, thank you. Wow. See? That's creepy. Four major accidents in less than a week since they decided to move the mummies. The ship in the canal, the train accident, a 10-story building collapsed, and a massive concrete pillar came tumbling down during construction of a bridge. And if you could also also grab me a Bean Nacho (laughs) Supreme. (laughs) It looks like a tasty little side. Or you shall die. Thank you, King Ramses II. Somebody tried to break in to Drake's mansion last night. We were just talking about this casually by the coffee machine earlier this week, Tucker. Like, I wonder what kind of security Drake has on the bridal path. Everybody knows he lives there. Yeah, he has to have people living there like 24 hours a day. Well, I'm sure he's going to be implementing something now. Uh, Because I guess you can probably figure out very easily which house is his on the bridal path. I mean, we all know he's up there. Yeah. And, you know, we remember the story when he was applying through the city to have higher fences than anyone else in the neighborhood because he's a superstar. And they granted him that uh, permission to do that. So you just look for the house with the highest fences. Um, A woman tried to get into his property last night at around 5, 530. So sun's still up. She's at the front gate and she attacks security with a pipe. Cops is coming, right? Yeah. Cops right? is coming. This is a big deal. And apparently tons of cops come to the location and take her down. Find out she also has a knife on her. Did she get inside? No, she didn't even get past the front gate. She was arrested before that. She started from the bottom. Now she's here. Here. But didn't get in there. That's correct. Drake was apparently home at the time. Now, was she after his hotline bling? Or <laughs> did she want to spend time with the it, six She God? just wanted a bit of crew love. Yeah. I think that was all. It was just yeah. about the crew love. Wow. <laughs> Laugh now, cry later. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that might have been the best. Yeah, line. yeah, yeah, yeah. Police apparently grabbed her and said, "Hold on, we're going home." <laughs> Anything else? Uh, that it? Apparently, it was God's plan. Oh, okay. I mean, for her to do that, she was just following God's plan. God's plan. Yeah. 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 I was. Yeah. 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 Yes, indeed. Yes. I don't understand the pipe. Yeah. You know, interesting. Weapons of choice, but pipe is very um, board gamey, you know. Very board game, like like, candlestick, clue. I think lead pipe, rope. Yeah, Uh, works well though, guys. You know, hits hard, very light to carry. Yeah, (laughs) Bundes, you know these things. You are a weapons specialist. Holy. Very wow. light to carry. Didn't know that. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very light. Anyways, Drake is okay. Yeah. He's all right. And uh, hopefully he'll take care. <laughs> Moving forward, yes, hopefully. Yeah. So that was some fake love. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, fake that's love. Right. It was that's right. fake love, yeah. Apparently there was a do not disturb sign on the front of the house, okay. but she uh, ignored Ignore- that. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. She didn't read the headlines. Right. You know? <laughs> she didn't realize security was so tight. That's right. That's now right. it's over now. It's over now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Nothing uh, else. Nothing else. This is nonstop. I know. No. I know. It's pretty good. <laughs> Tucker Amora, we're asking the question, what do you do to intentionally annoy your partner? I don't know who's annoying who here. It could be the boyfriend annoying the girlfriend or the girlfriend annoying the boyfriend, but she keeps saying these names of designer clothing companies and whatever, and (laughs) he's French and keeps correcting her. Babe, look, it's Louis Vuitton. (laughs) It's Louis Vuitton, not Louis Vuitton. (laughs) Look, it's Dior. It's Dior. (laughs) Not Dior. It's Montclair. Montclair. Not Montclair. Look, it's Yves Saint Laurent. <laughs> Yves Saint Laurent. Yves Saint Laurent, not Saint. I mean, that would get annoying after a while. Yes, it would. I, yeah, they're both annoying each other. Yes. I'm just wondering, what's that thing you do to annoy your partner? Bundes, the Friday night lady friend, is there something that you uh, do all the time just to dig in? And She's like a pretty independent girl. You know, she does her thing. Mm-hmm. And I like to say that everything she does is for the boys to annoy her. So it's like, oh, I'm talking to her. She's like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym today. I'm like, yeah, hitting the gym for the boys. <laughs> Doing it for the boys. You know, everything's for the boys. Whatever for she... the boys? Which, of course, it isn't. <laughs> no, but that's the joke. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sure she loves that joke. It's no. very... Does she laugh at it or is she like... <laughs> I've done it so much now that now she's texting me. She's like, it's Friday. Yeah, it's for the boys. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you can't beat them, join them, yeah. right? Erin, what's that thing you do to annoy your partner? She's pregnant with my second. So she'll call me and I, and I say, every time I'll answer, the baby's coming. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm just calling for you to pick up something for dinner. Sometimes she'll ignore it and she'll go on with whatever she wanted to say and I'll, I'll just keep on it. Is the, baby, is the baby coming though? Is the baby coming? Yeah, that's going to get annoying after yeah. nine months of pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks, Aaron. Thanks for having me. We got a text from Jish and it reminded me of what my ex used to do that drove me crazy. He says, uh, I touch my wife's boob while she's cooking. It's like a thing. <laughs> drives, <laughs> drives her nuts. And I remember my ex... Used to smack my ass so hard, like catch me off guard all the time, especially if I was bent over to tie my shoe or something. Oh, He'd come oh. in, full wind up, smack. And I said, like, please, like sometimes it hurts. Yeah. I get that it's funny. That's but... not funny. I would that would drive me crazy <laughs> if Deb insane. did that to me all the time. <laughs> I'd get like at least a couple a day, and they'd always uh. catch me off guard. Pete sent us a text. He says, my wife's asleep right now, so I could admit to us, to this. I make us coffee in the morning before work, but I make her decaf, and she wonders why she's tired all day. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting cruel, that's guys. Just, that's... <laughs> it just doesn't seem right to me. Shame. Can you imagine? I would be so mad. Shame. I would be so mad, too. Shame. <laughs> That's terrible. Shame. That's just she like gets, mean. That's just mean, you know? What the hell? Shame. She's not even in on the joke. Shame. She wonders why she's tired all day. Shame. Oh, thanks for the text. As cruel as that is, appreciate you sending it to us. Tucker Amora, talking about the things you do to intentionally annoy your partner. Kevin sent us a text and says he purposely rolls up his sleeve because he has a tattoo of his ex's name there. Oh, <laughs> ouch! 
Ouch! <laughs> Kevin! Oh, that's funny. You know, I still have this uh, beach towel that an ex-girlfriend gave me. Oh, yeah? And I use it all the time. It's my favorite towel. <laughs> and I often bring up the fact that... It's from an <laughs> ex-girlfriend? It's from an ex-girlfriend. Deb yeah. loves that, I'm sure. She loves it. <laughs> uh, Camille, what do you do to annoy your partner? No matter what she makes or pours, I will always take a bike or a sip. And it drives her absolutely bonkers. What do you mean? I Explain that to me. So she'll come home from work and she'll make dinner. And like I have already eaten, but she'll ask, hey, do you want some? And I'll be like, no, no, that's okay. But as soon as she's done, I'll have a little bite. You got to dig in, yeah, or you got to take a sip of whatever she's poured for herself. Yep, yep, she pours a glass of wine. I'm right there to take a sip. Oh, my God. Get your own glass, you know? Katie, what do you do to annoy your partner? Okay, well, it's not really something that I do to annoy him. It's really the other way around. He does it to annoy me. Every time we go to use the washroom, him or I, he always flips the toilet paper roll over. So I'm the person, I need the toilet paper hanging over top, so uh, it's not like, right, touching anything. Yeah. And then every time I go in, he always has it flipped over underneath, and it just drives me nuts. I'm literally like yelling, Graham, stop switching the toilet paper over. <laughs> and he just does it every single time, and he honestly just has this little child smile about him that he just is so impressed with what he just did every single time. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like it's, but I love him regardless. But man, this is yeah. going to be this is going to be a challenge. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder how much longer you can handle that before it becomes like one of those make or break moments in your relationship. <laughs> it's like you know what? I've had enough. I can't handle it anymore. I'm out. It's the toilet Honestly, paper. It's been a month. <laughs> you guys have been living together for a month. For a month, and we've been together for three years. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah we yeah. just made the jump. <laughs> it's going to get old really soon. Oh, I'd my say. gosh, and I've told him that already. doesn't seem to matter. Just get a bidet, Katie. Oh, my gosh. Eliminate <laughs> the toilet paper completely. I don't know. I've never used one, so. Oh, it's the, it, trust me, you'll never go back to not using one. It becomes <laughs> like. you talk about it before. It's the best. <laughs> but you do need to have toilet paper just for the, uh, you know, oh. the drying off. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Of course. Of course. Katie, oh. thanks for being on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a great day. Tucker Amora, what is that thing you do to intentionally annoy your partner? We got a text from Elias. He says, I unbuckle my wife's bra in public with one hand, and now she only buys the front closure ones. Yeah, you did that <laughs> to yourself, my friend. Yes, you did. <laughs> so stupid. Ha ha. But, but you know, I, it's that's what happens in a relationship. You have these stupid little bits mm-hmm. that maybe once it was funny, and then you just try and milk that bit over and over again. Yes, yes. My, you know? Ed texted us. He said, "When my wife asks about any kind of trivia, I always answer, it's common knowledge.' <laughs> <laughs> Rub it in, Ed. Phil, what's that thing you do to intentionally annoy your partner?" <laughs> So she's into uh, some of the reality TV shows, uh, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians being one. Um, I can't stand the shows, so sometimes when we get into little spousal arguments, uh, I'll look over at the imaginary camera and pretend like I'm explaining my side to the people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's oh. so funny. 
Yeah, so you got you got to turn the face completely to the side, and she's she's looking to the side of me, and I'm I'm pleading my case, and <laughs> <laughs> she's oh. on the reality show now. Phil, that is one of the greatest <laughs> moves I've heard in a long time. You win that argument every time when you do that. Oh, she can't stand it. She can't stand it. I'll couple, get a couple uh, rib jabs when I when I do it, but. It yeah. makes me feel a little better. <laughs> and and you always look like the better person when you have that little aside with the camera, right? right. Because you 100%. get to really explain your point. That's exactly it. And I assume they're all on my side, too. I tell her all the time. I feel like you need some <laughs> dramatic music that you can just press play on really quickly when you do that, you know? I'm taking all ideas. That might be the next step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show. Always a big fan, guys. Thank you. That would drive me insane. Anytime I'm having like a real disagreement, with my husband, and then he goes into reality TV mode. <laughs> you know, sometimes um, when I'm on the show with Bundes and Mora, I find that uh, things can get a little uncomfortable when Bundes talks about how great his single life is. And, you know, doesn't he realize that Mora and I are both married and how hard it is to hear about how he can do whatever he wants whenever he wants? Anyway, I just wish he would uh, take that in sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm back. Talking to the camera there, right? Yeah. Having a little aside. Oh, man. I am going to try that 100%. With Deb? Oh, 100%. I feel like people, everyone listening to this right now is tempted to try that. And I bet you it goes just as well for everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Appreciate your texting calls. At what age were you when you could finally appreciate good booze? There's actually an age that you hit when you start to appreciate the good stuff. I mean, when you're mm. when you're young and you're poor and you're trying to pay for school or an apartment, you're not getting the good stuff. You're well, just... sometimes the good stuff isn't even worth getting, depending what you're going to do with it. You yeah, know, it drives yeah. me crazy when I see people do like a Grey Goose and soda. Right. Why mix Why? the expensive vodka? Yeah. If you're not going to have like a martini or drink it straight, yeah. you might as well, if you're dumping a bunch of soda water in there. <laughs> get, get the cheap stuff. Just get yeah. something that's like normal rail booze. Yes. You know? So that was on the rail. Tucker, then, yeah. uh, back in the day when uh, the vodka cran was your drink of choice. Oh, yes. yeah. Which, uh, which type of vodka would you go with with your cranberry juice there, bud? If they asked me, I'd say whatever's on the rail. Yeah. Man, I'm not going to spend money <laughs> okay. on any booze that I'm mixing heavily with something else. You always knew as that. As soon as you jump and dump a bunch of cranberry juice in that vodka, uh-huh. forget about it. Doesn't matter. You wouldn't uh, ask just to try to impress your date because you've got the vodka cran order, which is sketchy. <laughs> yeah. But if you act like you care about what kind of vodka's in there, <laughs> yeah, 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 it'd now... Be a way to make it cooler? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, no. <laughs> the worst drink to order on a date is surprisingly not the vodka cran. Shocking. It is the... Uh, Worst date uh, Pina colada Like anything with crushed ice in there It's the Long Island iced tea Long Island iced tea Gives a bad impression Apparently And sex on the beach also Little presumptive Do you know Long Island iced tea is just all the brown alcohol Hard alcohol mixed together (laughs) It's ridiculous It's ridiculous It is quite strong Stupid Stupid Jungle juice is what we used to call that Just Put a little bit of everything. Whatever you got. Mix it in. Mix it up.
At what age were you when you could actually first appreciate good booze? Mid to later 20s, so I'd say like 27-ish. Bundus nailed it on the head. Yeah! 27 is the average age when someone graduates to actually appreciating quality booze. Four out of five of us have their drink. You know, this is my drink. Takes an average of three years of dabbling to figure out what your drink is. Yeah. When did you get going on tequila? After a trip to Mexico, went yeah. on a tequila tasting tour and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, this stuff's pretty good. Uh huh. Then bought a bottle. And then that bottle just was like delish. <laughs> and from then on. So I, I don't know, uh, 30 maybe? Yeah, okay. And so in and around, around there. there. Bonus, what's your drink? I don't even know what your drink is. Well, whiskey. Uh, yeah, I like whiskey, Weisers. bourbon, scotch. Smothered in cranberry juice. <laughs> 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 Top to bottom. It'll be delish. It's a waste. You know, I, I'm sorry I even brought up that I used to drink vodka. <laughs> it's the best thing you ever brought yeah, up. Yeah, that was the best. That was the yeah, best. For you guys. That was so funny. Yeah, vodka <laughs> cran, please. It is Tucker and Mora. Just looking at a, a list that BuzzFeed put together, and these are acting duos whose romantic chemistry was amazing. What I'm wondering is, if I give you one of the actors, if you can figure out who the other is. Sure. In this scenario. Okay. Okay, so, actor number one. In this particular case, there's probably a lot of people you'll think of. Okay. Ryan Gosling. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Yeah, you know what? That's not who they have on that list. Is it Eva Mendez? It is not Ava Mendez. Oh, what's uh, yeah, the the, the the blue what what's her name? Oh, um, blonde hair. Michelle Williams. Yeah. No, not oh. Michelle. No, no, not Michelle Williams. Oh, uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah with the abs scene in Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love. Can I touch love. those abs? They look yeah, yeah, Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he picks her up with the dirty dancing move and puts her above the head. It's a great movie. He's, yeah. he's such a great movie. He's Bundus. He's Bundus. Yeah, I, I aspire to be like that. Yeah. yeah. Just like a pickup artist. Yes. And then eventually finds the one. You know, he's got chemistry with everyone there, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about this next one? Adam Sandler. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. You got it. Yeah. That's it. Nice job, Drew Barrymore. Okay. How about Antonio Banderas? Antonio Banderas. Uh, Penelope see. Cruz. No. Selma Hayek? Uh, no. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. yeah. Mask of Zorro? What? I never Mask saw Zorro. the Mask of Zorro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is just BuzzFeed celebrating... Actors who had amazing chemistry. Is Maura Grierson on there with uh, Mike, Michael Keaton? Uh, Gary Oldman and Maura Grierson? I'm pretty sure there was no romantic storyline in RoboCop. Samuel L. Jackson. There was chemistry, although you never worked with him. <laughs> we Would had you? lines back and forth, But you Tucker. had lines back and forth. This one should be easy, okay? Actually, maybe not. Maybe not. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. I did it? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Will Smith. 
Big Willie Styles. Who do you think they matched him up with as having amazing romantic chemistry? Uh, Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Hitch, right? Hitch. Nice work, Bundes. Okay. All right. One more to wrap it up here. Talking about actors who had undeniable romantic chemistry with their acting partner. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. Oh. Batman, Jake Gyllenhaal. Right? Batman. Batman, yeah. Christian Bale. Batman and the Joker. Oh, it was no. Jake Gyllenhaal. It was yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake, yeah. That tent scene? Back mountain. You wa- nailed it. I wanted to be in that tent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. There you go. How would you guys like to go to Tokyo this weekend? I mean, just for the weekend. I mean, you'd never say that because it's too damn far to go just for the weekend. Right now, if you're flying out of L.A., it would take you nine, ten hours to get to Tokyo on a commercial flight. It's a big one. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a commitment. But by the end of the decade, they say they are going to reduce that to just two and a half hours if the vision of this Florida-based supersonic jet firm comes to fruition. They want to get us all, 50 people at a time, Mm -hmm. on a jet that's going to hit Mach 4 or at least 3,000 miles per hour. Wow, that's That's, pretty fast. Like Current jets fly at about 500 and change miles per hour. What? Yeah, that's a big difference. So this would be insane. This is the plan. Within the next decade, they want to build a future where humanity can travel between any two points on the planet within about three hours. Would that not be crazy? Be cool, but it'd be even cooler to like fly more local. Like you get on a plane to go to New York City and you're just like... Ladies and gentlemen, we're just... uh, Oh, we're here. Uh, Hang on. We're landing right now. I gotta go. (laughs) Like, what would that mean for, like, a trip to New York City? It'd be like 10 minutes. 10 minutes. If you flew that fast. Yeah. I mean, the thing that would bother me is on a two and a half hour flight, I like to have a glass of wine or something. And I'm assuming when you're going Mach 4, (laughs) that thing isn't going to balance on your tray. Right? (laughs) We are trying... (laughs) To fly as fast as we can up here in the cockpit. Hold on. <laughs> Just pulling like crazy G forces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I assume once you're at that speed, things would feel normal, though. I bundle say maybe you know a little bit more about this. Being a bigger fan of Top Gun than Are I am. Are they going to be able to even bring that cocktail cart down I mean, the middle as, lane? As long as they're not turning quickly, if they're going in a straight line, once you read your cruise, re- reach your cruising speed, you should be able to have that glass of wine. Yes, once you reach cruising speed, yeah. you're going. If you make a turn though, or you pull that thing another way, going Mach four. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're just gonna be like up against the wall. Oh my God! Go press, press, press! Ah, <laughs> uh, it is funny though when you think about like commercial planes and how little they've changed in the last fifty or sixty years. I mean, the only thing they've changed is the cigarettes, right? Wow, the light's I, I, still there though. Yeah, the light's just still waiting there. for it to turn on. <laughs> but like, other than like the cockpit where they have different controls and stuff, yeah. the plane themselves, the planes themselves, like the seven forty seven was developed in the sixties. Yes. You know, most of the planes we see don't look any different than the planes that we had in the you yes. know in the sixties. In fact. You could argue that they're slower because they fly them slower because they're trying to save more money. About the only changes they've made is that 
it's just to benefit the airlines. Right. You know? Okay, well, we changed some of the controls, so we need fewer people in the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've changed the seating arrangement so we could fit more people in. A hundred percent. Yeah, it, you know, you look at a television from the 60s and you look at a TV today, <laughs> it's like night and day. Night and day. Planes pretty much look exactly the same. Oh my God, you are right. So, this should be the thing if you believe what they're saying in the next 10 years. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.